Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally, and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. This morning I'm going to talk about the Father heart of God. Let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks for all the fathers here with us today. We pray that you would bless them as they continue to play this vital role in their children's lives. For those here who have lost their fathers or who have not been fathered well, we pray you will bring healing to their hurting hearts as we focus on you, the perfect father. We pray that you would minister to each one on a very personal level today. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. When you think about God the Father, what images spring to your mind? Some people relate to Jesus really well and can receive love from their Saviour, but find difficulty in relating to Father God because of hurt, negligence, absence, or even abuse sometimes from their earthly father. Some might read the Old Testament and see God as a fierce judge and have trouble relating to him because of a preconceived idea of punishment. The truth is that God's justice is mercy. He doesn't want you to pay because you're guilty. He wants to free you from guilt. And he paid the debt on your behalf by sending his son Jesus to take the punishment for you and for me. In the parable of the prodigal son, Jesus shows us that God is the father of every lost child, no matter where they have been or what they have done, and he loves us unconditionally. The Bible in its entirety is a love story. It's the story of God's love for us. And just like parents plan for their new baby to be born and then provide nurture and love for him and dote on him, so Father God does for us only so much more. I love the Old Testament. And I'm just thinking of something that Polly said to me one day. She said, Carolyn, you're always talking about the love of God. <laughs> and it, it, it's true because I just can't get past it, this incredible love of, the, of Father God. And she meant it in a nice way. <laughs> but the love of God is amazing. It's this, it begins, God's word begins with God's perfect creation, the world he made for us to live in. He had prepared a perfect paradise for us where we could live in relationship with him. Then when humans sinned and continued to sin, we created a barrier between ourselves and our holy God and things became worse and worse. Yet all through the Bible, we hear God's voice calling out to his people, come back to me. I love you. I want to forgive you. Come back to me. Let's take a look at some of the things God said to his people in the Old Testament. After the people cried out to him when they were in Egypt, in slavery, he came to their rescue through Moses. Exodus 20 verse 2 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And Exodus 34 6, and he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. God said that about himself. 
Zechariah 1 verse 3. Therefore, tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, declares the Lord Almighty. Joel 2 verse 13. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not to punish. Eager, eager to relent and not to punish. Time and time again, people sinned against God, doing evil in his sight. They suffered the consequences of their evil, but as soon as they called out to God, he came to their rescue. He restored them into relationship with himself, and then the cycle began all over again. God warned his people about their behavior through the prophets. And as the people continued to sin, God brought the judgment he had promised. Just like we as parents discipline our children for their own good, Father God brings just discipline for our own good. But discipline is not the same as condemnation. God disciplines his children, but he does not condemn them. Romans 8 verse 1 makes this very clear. This is, sorry, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Discipline has to do with training and growth. Condemnation has to do with punishment and guilt. And just as it hurts a parent to discipline a child, so it is with God, only so much more. Jeremiah 31 verse 20 says, Is not Israel still my son, my darling child, says the Lord? I often have to punish him, but I still love him. That's why I long for him and surely will have mercy on him. Isaiah 38 verse 16 says, Lord, your discipline is good for it leads to life and health. You restore my health and allow me to live. And in Isaiah 30 verse 15, we can hear God's heart breaking as he speaks. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength but you would have none of it. There was a time in my life when I was going through many trials all at once, including the breakdown of my marriage and severe financial hardship. Things got so hard that I began to question God's love for me. And I was deceived into thinking I needed to have a perfect life and be working hard for God for him to really love me. And if God really loved me, why was he letting me go through all of this stuff? Without realizing it, just like the ancient Israelites, I began to harden my heart towards God. Then I felt like I needed to have it all together before I came back to God. But the opposite is true. God was just waiting for me to run back into his loving arms. Despite my rejection of him, Father God kept reaching out to me. And one morning... There are many things that happened in that time. Um, but one morning as I was driving to work, a song I had never heard before came on the radio. And as I listened to the words, I began to cry. I had to pull the car over so that um, I could get my phone to listen and try and find out where that song came from and what it was so that I could play it again. It was a song by a band called Seventh Day Slumber and the song was called Caroline. And the lyrics went like this. Where do I begin? 
There's so much I want to say to make it easier. Tomorrow's on its way. Do you believe I want to take your painful memories? I know you want to run away. I know that you can't see tomorrow. Caroline, let me wipe away your tears and give you life. Make you feel beautiful again. Caroline, don't throw it all away. I'm here tonight to take away your pain. Yesterday is gone and everything that made you cry has fallen to the ground. I'm here to bring you home. I will always take you back. You haven't let me down. I know you want to run away. I know that you can't see tomorrow. Caroline, let me wipe away your tears and give you life. Make you feel beautiful again. Caroline, don't throw it all away. I'm here tonight to take away your pain. And when you're feeling all alone and you can't go on, remember I am here. And when you think you've gone too far, I'll meet you where you are. My arms are open wide. Caroline, let me wipe away your tears and give you life. Make you feel beautiful again. Caroline, don't throw it all away. I'm here tonight to take away your pain. Can you imagine how that made me feel? The realisation came crashing in that my Father God loves me despite the things I have done. He loves me and he longs to be in a relationship with me. God spoke through a song on the radio. It wasn't an accident. (laughs) He played it while he had me in the car with no other distractions. That song brought me to my knees. The God of the universe who created all that is loves me so intimately that when I ignore him or believe lies about him, it breaks his heart. It is the same for you. God longs for that intimate relationship with every single one of you. Sometimes people ask, how can God love me so intimately when there are billions of people on the earth? Just think about this. For the God that created all the galaxies, the tiniest of insects, the roaring seas, and the most delicate flower, that is easy. It's easy for him to love you intimately and individually. His word is true and his love is enormous. Listen to his voice through his word. From the Old Testament again, Jeremiah 31 verse 3. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you, be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yes I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Isaiah 43.10-13, but you are my witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant, you have been chosen to know me, believe in me and understand that I alone am God. This is for us too. There is no other God. There never has been and there never will be. I, yes, I am the Lord and there is no other saviour. First, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are the witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. 
John Dawson says, do you have any idea how attractive you are to God? One of the biggest hindrances to our walk with him is a sense that our flesh is repulsive to him because of our sin. When my small son is covered with mud from the backyard, says John, I pick him up and clean him off with a garden hose. I reject the mud, not the boy. Yes, you have sinned. Yes, you have broken God's heart. But you are still the centre of God's affections, the apple of his eye. It is he who pursues us with a forgiving heart. We say, I found the Lord, but the truth is, he found us. Listen to what God says after his people repeatedly sinned against him. Despite God's warnings through the prophets, they were eventually exiled to Babylon. They had lost their homes, their city, their temple, everything they held dear, and they were exiled to a foreign land. God's heart was only for restoration. He was brokenhearted, but his heart was full of love for them. Listen to what God says in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 to 37. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I loved them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbours, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord, for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. It is the Lord who provides the sun to light the day and the moon and stars to light the night and who stirs the sea into roaring waves. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies and this is what he says. I am as likely to reject my people Israel as I am to abolish the laws of nature. This is what the Lord says. Just as the heavens cannot be measured and the foundations of the earth cannot be explored, so I will not consider casting them away for the evil they have done. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is God speaking, and God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because of God not leaving me as I was in that time, but pursuing me with his great love, I made a decision during that difficult time in my life to turn back towards God and to ask for forgiveness for my hard heart. I leaned heavily on him, taking him at his word. So his word ministered to me powerfully in that time, as it still does. I kept a journal, and to remind myself about who God is, I wrote some truths about God's nature from the Psalms. And here is some of what I wrote. So I just read through the Psalms, and things that stood out to me, I just wrote them down. I'll just read a few. The Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness. I will fear no evil, for he is with me. His rod and staff comfort me. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. The Lord is strong and mighty. The Lord is mighty in battle. 
No one whose hope is in the Lord will ever be put to shame. Good and upright is the Lord. He instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. So there were some of the things about God that stood out to me and ministered to me in that time. As I read God's word and allowed it to speak to me, believing that what God says about himself is true, God ministered to me and came through for me in powerful ways. My memory of one of the worst times of my life is now one where I remember the circumstances but not the pain. (laughs) Because the love of God and his very real presence was with me so powerfully and that's the memory that I have is of his closeness to me during those times. The time I spent with him even in the midst of such difficult circumstances was so beautiful. Our God will never leave us or forsake us. He is always faithful to his word. Psalm 139 verses 13 to 18. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvellous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. God's word says his thoughts about you and me are precious and they cannot be numbered. They outnumber the grains of sand. And I've used this little illustration before, but just think for a minute about that statement and try and let it sink in. I researched on the internet how many grains of sand in one cup. So on an average, most sites said in one cup is approximately two million grains of sand. So there's two million thoughts right there. Then let's just think about how many, how many cups of sand, how many lots of two million grains might be in our garden bed out here, underneath this building, our car park, Glenelg Beach. Then start thinking about how many grains of sand might be on the earth. God's thoughts about us are more than what we can begin to imagine. It is mind-boggling. And his thoughts about us outnumber the grains of sand. And his thoughts about us are precious. We have no idea how precious we are to God. For anyone here who is a parent, we know how very precious our children are to us. If something or someone hurts them, we feel the hurt even more than they do. When we have to discipline them, we ache for them. When we hold that new baby in our arms, we are so in love with this beautiful little person. We hold them and gaze at them. And listen to what God says about you and about me. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. 
He will rejoice over you with singing. Just picture God rejoicing over us with singing. What would his voice sound like? (laughs) What a beautiful, beautiful picture. My God is quietening me with his love and rejoicing over me with singing. Not because of anything I have done, but because he loves me so completely. Father God is with us at all times. He has promised he will never leave us or forsake us. Jeremiah 23 verses 23 and 24. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? And 1 Peter 5 verse 7. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes it can be hard to have an image of God in our mind. So what does the word say that God looks like? John 14 verse 9. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Jesus was the human image of God. Jesus demonstrated love for the lost and hurting, the broken and the outcasts of society. He sought out the people no one else wanted to be near. He loved them. He healed them. And he set them free. And he gave up his life for them and for us. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The door of God's heart is always open to you. He will never force you. But the moment you turn to him, he will draw you in and lavish his love upon you. God knows we are not perfect and that we won't live this life perfectly. God knows that. But as we confess our sin and are honest with him, God delights in forgiving us, even for the very worst of things. If you want an image to keep in your mind of what God's love looks like, remember the story that Jesus told of the prodigal son. And just think about the image of that father, first of all, watching out, And then running towards his son as his son was coming home, wrapping him in an enormous hug. That son had committed all sorts of sins against his father and all his father wanted to do was shower his love on him and welcome him home. There was no condemnation, only complete love and forgiveness. John 14 verse 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If anyone here has not yet made a decision to follow Jesus as Lord and Saviour, but would like to accept his invitation to let him love you and lead you for the rest of your life, you can pray this prayer with me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner and have lived a selfish life doing many things against you. I'm sorry and I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I believe that you died on the cross to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. 
I ask you now to take control of my life. I give it to you. From this day forward, please help me to live a life every day for you in a way that is pleasing to you. I love you, Lord, and I thank you that because of what you have done for me, I will spend all of eternity with you. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer here or online, please see one of the leaders or contact us here at Bridge City Church so we can resource you and support you in your life-changing decision. And now to finish the service today, this Father's Day service, just remember the love of Father God and let's pray. Father God, as we celebrate Father's Day today, words cannot express how thankful we are for you, our Heavenly Father. We thank you that despite everything we have been through in our own lives, you are the perfect parent. You are faithful, generous, kind and just. You love us powerfully, completely and unconditionally. You are slow to anger and abounding in love. You are waiting for us to return to you completely, not holding anything back. And you are ready to forgive us and restore any brokenness in our lives. You long for us to receive your love. So, Lord, today we choose to forgive those who have hurt us and we ask your forgiveness for anything holding us back from coming to you with all of our hearts. We ask that you would forgive us for the times we have broken your heart. Thank you that even as we ask, your forgiveness is instant and complete. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you love us so much that you gave your precious son Jesus to die so we might live. Please draw all of us closer today today, in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.